<laughs> welcome, on, welcome to the people online. Uh, glad you're with us today. Um, glad we got a good crowd in here. We got new people in here. It's awesome. Uh, what a great day this Lord has made is all I can say. Uh, let's uh, open our Bibles to Jeremiah 29. I'll look at verse 11. And, and the, the, the verse I'm going to read is actually from a letter that Jeremiah wrote back to some exiles uh, talking about the promises that the Lord is, has set forth. <clears throat> it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Hope and a future. Now, I hope I don't get emotional talking about this. Kelly knows I'm not a very good out loud prayer. But one of my goals in 2022 was, was to work on praying out loud. Or sorry, no, no, this is new. I haven't, it's what I planned on in 2022. And so I started it this past week because I was on vacation this week. I was really getting to spend a lot of time with Whitney and Hudson and stuff, do, doing some different stuff around town. And we ate out a lot this week and we prayed every time we ate out. We prayed when we were at home. And uh, <clears throat> could you put Hudson back in there, please? <laughs> Last night at supper, we sat down and, and we reached out to grab each other's hands. And Hudson goes, I want to pray. Said, you know, what do you tell him? You know, no, no, son. I'm, this is my, I'm working on this. No, 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 and of course not. And, uh, and so, you know, Whitney and I, you know, kind of, you know, gave him the go. And his prayer was, Thank you for this food and water. Thank you for the, the water for the cows. And thank you for the moisture to fill my dry ponds. Now, I'm very proud of Hudson, obviously, but um, at that moment, and what that verse says about hope and future has been developed through this church. And I know it's because of what the church has changed in me has put something into Hudson's life that's for the good. And it's an awesome hope and an awesome future. <clears throat> Excuse me. And with that wouldn't be possible without this church and it wouldn't be possible without the tithings and the offerings and the gifts that people give to this church to keep it moving forward. And um, <clears throat> so let's, with that, let's pray over the offering. Dear Heavenly Father, Please bless the tithes and gifts that are given today and given throughout this new year. Uh, let it be used to be put, let it be used and put forward in your will and with your uh, blessings and so that we can continue to grow this church and reach out and grab people like me so that we can see your hope and the future that you have for us and the future that you have planned for us. In your name I pray, amen. Way to go. And for the online audience, we do welcome you. And if you guys will all stand with me, and we're going to, you know, as the Lord was um, moving across my heart for this particular Sunday to start off the new year with declaring what a mighty God we serve, and that no matter what we're facing, God will make a way. And then there's power in the blood of Jesus because we're preparing our hearts for communion today. 
And by the way, if you came in late and you didn't get a communion, um, there's there at the back. We want everyone to be welcome. You know, this is a special season. This is a special time. Um, for a lot of people, this bring this kind of weather, this kind of cold weather, and these times and the season brings back a lot of happy memories. But for some of us, it brings back a lot of challenges in our lives. Because for us, you know, we lost a, a husband and a dad and a family member just before Christmas. And as I got up this morning, I have a friend who lost his dad this morning. And then I got a text from another friend, and she lost her dad today. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness. But the hope, and the, and the hope is in exactly, exactly what Jason said. We have a hope, and we have a purpose. And God does have a hope, and he does have a purpose in everything. So it's not a sad day. We are going to see the victory, regardless of what the enemy did, because the enemy meant for bad, but God turns it for good. He is a mighty God regardless, regardless of what it looks like in our world. We still serve a mighty God. These are just simple little songs that we're going to sing today. But I want this to get down into your heart. Because we serve a mighty God that can turn every bad. To, he makes a way where there is no way. So as we start, sorry about that, but there is emotion. There's a lot of emotion with Christmas. There's a lot of emotion with the beginning of a new year. And I know that, but we serve a big God, okay? What a mighty God we serve. And while we're doing this little simple chorus, just turn around and make sure that everybody knows that they're welcome in this place, okay? What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. It wouldn't hurt you to turn around and look at somebody. It doesn't hurt a bit. All right. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. We do, you know. And God will make a way. So no matter what you're facing, I promise you God will make a way. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me. He will be my guide. Draw me closely to his side. With love and strength for each new day, he will make a way. He will make a way. I want to do that again. And you just think in your life right now, what does it seem like is impossible? But we serve a big God, all right? God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me. 
closely to his side with love and strength for each new day he will make a way he will make a way and then just before the communion i wanted to do there is power in the blood Would you be free from your burden of sin? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you or evil a victory win? There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power. precious blood of the lamb would you do service for jesus your king there's power in the blood power in the blood would you live daily his praises to sing there's wonderful power in the blood there is power power wonder working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the This morning we're going to uh, take communion. You may be seated. Does everybody have a communion cup and bread? I spent uh, a lot of time in the Word in the last 10 days. I've been home more in 10 days than I think I've been home in two years. And uh, yesterday... Kelly sent me a text, and he, he said, would you do the communion? Now, communion means a lot to me because I spent so long having the opportunity and not engaging, choosing not to. This morning, we're going to read a couple of, of verses out of the Bible here in about three different chapters, and I texted Pastor Kelly last night, and I said, this is not maybe going to be as short or sweet as it usually is. And he said, just don't make it go too long. Well, I'm going to tell you, the Holy Spirit's here this morning. So I'd like to make a notion that I'm willing to go a little later today, Kelly, if, if, that's, uh, if that's where we end up, because I'm not going to cut this short either. In 1 Corinthians, if you have your Bibles and you want to read a little this morning, we're going to take communion, but we're going to understand what it is. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, we, we know where it says that we take this cup in remembrance of me. But in verse 27, it says, this is Paul speaking. He says, so then whoever eats the bread or drinks of the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat the bread and drink from the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ eat and drink judgment upon themselves. 
It also goes on to say, that's why many of you are weak and sick, and a number of you have fallen asleep. Now, that, that's powerful. He, he's saying that is because of the way that we receive communion. That is because of the way we engage in the Lord's Supper, that, that those are consequences of, of when we don't understand just exactly what that means. I wrote down, I've got two pieces of paper. I, I could go on forever. Uh, what's it mean to have a new covenant? Why, why is it new? Well, in the Old Testament, the Old Covenant was you could only approach God through a priest or through a sacrifice, through blood spilt from an animal or a sacrifice of that. Now, in, in Jeremiah and Ezekiel, back and forth between those two, if you haven't taken time to read that, the people were proclaiming that, that God was being mean. They thought that they were being punished because of what their fathers had done, their, their generations had done. Jason, this, I was not going to say this this morning. This was for a later deal. How many of you are glad that our children or that ourselves are not subject to God's wrath because of sins of those before us? God spoke in Jeremiah. He said in Jeremiah 31, 33, he said, this is the covenant I will make. Now they're thinking about something coming with the people of Israel. I will put my law in their minds and I will write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. No longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, know the Lord because each will know me from the least to the greatest. That's what Jesus came for. Jesus came so that each of us would know God personally, that we would be able to reach down into ourselves and then reach God. What a powerful, powerful thing. What a powerful sacrifice. This morning, let's uh, receive the, the bread together. Now, Paul said in 1 Corinthians, he said, I received from the Lord what I will pass on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took this bread. And when he had given thanks to it, he broke it. He said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Now, we're going to pray real quick before we take this. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the body of Christ that was raised up so that each of us would have an opportunity to fellowship with you directly. That we're not subject to everything that's happened in the past that you come to each one of us from the least to the greatest. Father, I thank you for this bread, which represents the body of Jesus Christ, and amen. Now you remember what power this blood has. He said in the same way, after supper, he took the cup and he said, this is the new covenant, which I described in or read to you from Jeremiah. He said, this is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it, whenever you drink it, in remembrance of me. Let's pray over the blood this morning. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the blood of Jesus. The blood that reaches and covers up every sin that we've ever committed. Every sin that we're going to commit as long as we repent. Father, we're not perfect. There's only one spotless lamb. There's only one who could have made this sacrifice. Father, I thank you for the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.
I wrote a prayer down, and I tried to memorize it just because I want to memorize things with respect to God. But then I realized he's the one who gave it to me to write down. So I'm going to read this, and we'll pray this. This is a prayer. I'm going to have my open, eyes open to read, but if you want to close your eyes with me. Heavenly Father, I want to be different. I've chased a life apart from you, and I've captured nothing that lasts. Father, I thank you for this new covenant through our Lord Jesus Christ that reaches down directly to each of us. And Father, just as your word says in Jeremiah 34, each one of us will know you from the least of us to the greatest. And Paul reminded us in 1 Timothy chapter 1 that Jesus came to save sinners, and I'm the worst. Father, I thank you for this prayer in Psalms chapter 51. David said, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this communion this morning and this body of people, that we are the body of Christ, that we've been washed in the blood. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Dakota. Let's pray the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen. Well, kids can be dismissed. and I, I, You know, Dakota, or, uh, Jason was proud of his son when he did all he did. I'm kind of proud as a spiritual dad, maybe, of these men that are stepping up to do things. You know, it's pretty awesome. Uh, I, I love that, you know, I told Dakota, and that wasn't too long, by the way. You did a good job trimming out. I, I you know, <laughs> getting it down to manageable. But, uh, but no, I, uh, you know, Here's, here's the thing. One of the reasons I moved the service time up to 1030 was so that we weren't crowding 12. Because there's something mentally that just it struggled. People struggle with going past 12 o'clock a lot of times. And, and uh, it shouldn't be that way. But uh, besides, you know, we need to beat the, some of those other people to the restaurants, right? We need to get out early. But uh, no, that's just joking. But, uh, but you know, ultimately what, what we're here for is a transformed life. And, and I love the perspective, you know, um, I, I told Dakota I, before, I said, you know, if, you, if I've got somebody that can spend the time on those things, uh, how powerful it can be, because I'm obviously got a lot else going on. And, you know, part of the vision from 2019 that I was referring back to, and some of the things that God said during that time was, you know, at that time, uh, our, our, our attendance was not that many. There was a struggle a lot of times to find people to do different things that were uh, willing, capable, maybe, or th that weren't already doing something else. And so as God, God had spoke to me um, in my prayer time that he was bringing the leaders that I would need. 
and uh, to fulfill the vision that God's given me uh, as an individual, my ministry, but also as the church, as just head over the church or lead, leader of the church. Not that I, you know, dictator and all that. I'm not saying that, but but there is a there is a calling and an assignment and a responsibility to help to to bring all these things together. And so, as we were uh, in those times, God showed me that He also was talking about the the children's ministry and the things that we needed to get in place, get busy to put in place uh, because they're coming and, and they've, they've come. And so there's, there's new things. There's other things that we want to grow into. And, um, you know, I was, I was worked most of the day yesterday and I've been working on this over, over a period of time, just kind of setting up things for uh, vision and, and, and direction for the church. Because in, in the January of every year, uh, since I began in ministry and since I began serving the Lord, uh, I, I began to set goals where ministry was concerned, but also just my personal life. And and so I, I've got things that God's shown me for uh, for the church. I believe that we want to set forth as goals. But, but And we'll get to some of that in a minute. But in starting a new year, it's always a perfect time to stop and analyze and look back and review. Isn't that what? Isn't that what the? If if you watch TV on New Year's Eve and and you're you're or, or you're paying attention to things, what do they do? They recount and they they give you a recap of all the things that took place, good and bad, traumatic, big, all these things that happened over the year. And then the hope is, is that we build from there, or maybe we release those things that, that we want to let go of. And, you know, that's part of what's tied in to what Jason shared and what Dakota shared is that the, the point being that God has a future and a hope. And the, the, the value of that is that is, is good if we trust God. Everything that has been, I didn't orchestrate this. The Holy Spirit puts together the songs, puts together the things that these guys are sharing. And, and I believe that everything ties together to point us down the road for 2022. Now, now uh, I love what Kim uh, Ford came in this morning. He said, uh, I'm expecting good things in, in 2022. And I said, boy, me too. Now, is there any reason to think that? Is there any reason? Is there any other than it's new and we might as well get a good attitude? Well, you know, that's part of it. I, I choose to have a good attitude. I choose to say I'm expecting good things. But I also know the God I serve who has a future and a hope. And so my challenge uh, began from talking about what the church is going to do to really uh, challenging us as individuals first. So let's turn to Philippians chapter 3. And I want to share here because some of you, uh, let me, let me, I'll ask for a show of hands. Who, who, who sets goals? Who spends some time setting goals in, in the beginning of, of every year? Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. So some of you are a little sheepish about that. Some of you, how many of you are like, no, I don't like all that stuff. Okay. <laughs> okay. So here, here's the thing. My challenge to you is to do what is necessary. Now, how many have ever set a New Year's resolution and then 30 days later, you don't even remember what the resolution was? Okay. We've all done that, I'm sure. You know, we pick things like I want to lose weight or I want to read more. Or, I want to, I want to be a better person. I want to not, you know, you, you pick a negative that you want to eliminate and you pick a positive you want to attain to. Now that's a wonderful thing, but here's the thing about goals. And, and this is something that, that you is very important. That we understand goals need to be measurable. 
For one thing, a lot of times resolutions are just something we throw out there we'd like to see different. But there's no ability to make, you would know when you, or well, depending on what it is, but it's hard sometimes to know when I attained it, when I set that goal or, or made that goal. And so by one of the things that's very important about goals is you got to write them down. You got to write them down and then you got to, but, but then have a way that you're going to measure them. A lot of times we use uh, something like, I want to save money. I want to, I want to have, you know, $2,000 in my savings account by, you know, by the end of the year. Uh, or, or you could set a goal as I'm going to have a savings account, okay? Maybe that would be it. Whatever it be, we, we use something that's measurable. I want to read, you know, three books. I, I, I used to have a, uh, and, I, and I've done this over a period of years, but I remember I, I set a goal. I'm going to pray uh, X number of hours each week. I built me a chart. And now this sounds a, li a little legalistic, and I agree it can be, but it also pushes me. See, I'm the type of person I want to I achieve, I want to do, I want to accomplish. And in order to do that, I need to throw something out there to push me because I'll have my hands in a lot of things. I'm also, I'm also a person who's not, a, you know, probably struggles to say no at times or, or not afraid to take on something new and, in fact, love new. And so those goals, those things written down help me to, to keep me in some boundaries, to, to keep me moving on, on a direction so we set those things out there as a way to identify what I want to begin to pursue. We set a target out in front. Well, let me just say this, that all the things, and Apostle Paul here in, in chapter 3, uh, in, um, I'm going to back up, and, and it says in verse 4, he says, though I, though I myself have reason for such confidence, if someone else thinks that they have a reason to be confident in the flesh, I have more. Circum circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law of Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church, as for righteousness, based on the law, faultless. In other words, Paul's he, he's just throwing out there, he says, man, I have some things to declare that I'm somebody. I've achieved some things. I, I have something to be proud of. I have something to brag on. But he says, verse 7, but whatever, were, but whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for those whose sake I have lost all things. He says there's one thing that surpasses all of that. There's one surpass, one thing that has more worth than all the things I could achieve in this earth, in this world. And, and so he's preparing, and I'm preparing you to, to make this easy. Have one goal. If you could only have one goal in 2020, 20, in 2022, about said 2022, 22, well, anyway, it's fumbling around there. 22 is this, that I go on and, and read what he says. I consider them all garbage that I may gain Christ, that I may gain Christ and be found in him not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. The righteousness that comes from God on, a ba on, the, basis, on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of His resurrection and the participation of His sufferings, becoming like Him in His death, and so, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. You know what it means to, to be like him in his death? It means to, to die to sin. He's, he's, he's 
painting the picture, painting the image of, of dying to sin so that it has no power. But notice his goal was, he says, I can achieve all these things. He said, I, I can plant all these churches. That was Paul's ministry. He was, he was, he, I can raise up these leaders. I, I can have my, my Timothys and my Titus. I can, I can have all these Barnabas. I can have all these people that, that helped me, and, but I helped them. And I can have all these things where I'm, I'm represented. I can have these books of the Bible. I can have all these books written for the Bible. I can have all these things. But my one goal, my number one goal is to attain him. See, that ties in that Psalms 51. That was, that was King David writing that Psalms 51. King David had failed. He'd flawed. And, and if you read that entire chapter, he goes through a process of repentance. That was the number one thing he did is repented. You know, here's the thing. We're all going to blow it at times. We're, we're none of us. We, we none of us just right. But the difference in the person who fails and, and is flawed and, and has sin in their life at times or, or in, in, a, in a moment fails and the person who is repentant is that one holds on to their own ability to achieve and the other falls at the, at the foot of the cross or falls before God and says, Lord, create in me a clean heart. Creating me, there's a recognition for where the source and supply and the answers come. And you know what? All the things that we said, I, I challenge you, you know, set goals. I, I challenge you to, to, to look to do more. You know, I was telling you about my prayer time. I, I, would, I would spend a certain amount of time in prayer. And it wasn't so much that I felt like I had to achieve it to earn God's love. Understand that. But I knew that I needed to grow. Because without prayer for what God's called me to do, I couldn't accomplish it. I was being asked to do things that I wasn't prepared to do. I didn't have the education. I didn't have the, the years of study. I didn't have years of experience. I mean, at this time I was about 25, 26 years old, and, and, I'm, and I'm seeking God because God's calling me to a place to do things. The things that I'm seeing God calling me to do were things that were big for me then. And, and, and I didn't even have any idea of where God was going to take me in the next two to three years. But where it was was far beyond what I, I could have ever imagined. But see, that's the, that's the God that we serve. And so you, you may say, well, you know, I don't, I don't know where God's taking me. But if we can secure the understanding that He has a future and a hope, He's a good God that loves us. And, and wherever that is is where we want to be. I, I settled that a long time ago. God, I don't know where I'm going, but if I'm with you, if I'm in step with you, if I'm in the place that you would have me to be, it'll be good. I'm going to trust you in that. And so... That time spent with God, our, uh, setting our goal to just know Him. He, verse 12, I like this. He says, Not that I have already attained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on and take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Remember, the Apostle Paul is the one who had the road to Damascus, the Damascus road experience where, the, where God showed up as he was going to persecute the church, as he was going thinking he was doing what, what was right. Jesus showed up, you know, God showed up, an angel of the Lord in the person of Jesus, Jesus himself, he called him Lord. He realized, and, and, and he said, this is me. He, he recognized himself or acknowledged himself as Jesus Christ. He hadn't seen him while he was on the earth. He hadn't experienced him as he was on the earth. But he met him on that, on that road, on that place, in that time. And his life was forever changed. 
But he said, Christ took hold of me. See, here's the thing, and, and, and this is what part of what my vision for 2022 for the church is, is that, that we help you uh, 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 begin to walk in what it is God has for you. What has He taken hold of you for? Some of you may say, well, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, you know I, got, I got plans, I got dreams, I got things I want to do. Well, listen, you, you may not, I mean, uh, if, if you'd have told me I was going to be a preacher whenever God called me or whenever I began to surrender and, and walk with the Lord, I, I would have told you there's no way. I, I had dreams, I had goals, I had plans. Not, but, but let me just... Let me just settle you down and, and calm you in this, is that not all of you will be called into full-time ministry. Not all of you will be called into, into doing something like this. But here's the thing. The best place for us to be is where God wants us to be. Your, your greatest calling may, to be, may, may be to raise those kids in the fear and admonition of the Lord. It may, may be to, to come, Jared, and clean off of the sidewalks and, and, and make sure that nobody slips on the way in. Nobody has an excuse to be worried about getting out of their car or get, getting up the steps. You know, it, it may be those types of things. It may be, you know, leading kids. It may be something that nobody sees but God. And I can tell you this, that some of the most powerful places, powerful things that happen in people's lives is when they just do it and do it as unto the Lord, not worrying about what anybody else does. Unfortunately, sometimes... Uh, Life with people gets in the way. But if we put God first, if we just say, God, my goal is to please you, all this other stuff will come, into, come, come together. He says, I press on. I press on. You know, the Apostle Paul, with all the success that he had, with all the notoriety he had, with all the, the, the uh, accolades from, from men he had, he also had great persecution, great troubles, great challenges. It wasn't easy. Just because he met God and God empowered him and, and, and he was uh, getting these revelations from God and all these things were happening, it wasn't easy. He had to press on. He had to make a choice every day to say, God, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep hanging on to you. I'm going to keep following you. I'm going to keep trusting you. And you know what? If we set that as our goal, very simply because in the, in the foundation of that as our goal, everything else can be built on that. Then as we make decisions for jobs or for, or for time or for all, all these other things, there's still that influence. As we consider our life and all the things that are, that are out there in front of us, everything comes back to a balance of, of I'm trusting you, Lord. If you say no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say no. If you say yes, I'm going to say yes. If, if you say give, I'm going to give. If you say uh, save, I'm going to say whatever it be. Verse 13, I like this. He says, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, I strain towards what is ahead. I press on. There he says that again. I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Boy, he says, I press on. I press on. See, let me tell you, let me tell you that as soon as you make a decision that you're going to change something for God and you're going to walk for Him, <laughs> some of you guys are smiling, because as soon as you make that decision, the devil comes after you. 
He comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He comes to try to divide your, your, your thoughts. He try, comes to try to tear you down. And, and as soon as you commit to do something, the devil would love to come in and steal. But you've got you to gotta set that mentality, that your jaw that says, God, I'm, I'm, I'm pressing on. You know, one of the things that uh, when, I, when I heard Jay and, uh, Jay and Kelsey were having twins, of course, I teased him a little bit. Razzed him. Wasn't very funny, though, was it, Jay, at the time? No. <laughs> if you don't know their situation, they have three, three babies. One's just still in diapers, their youngest. And she was a challenge. She was a challenge at the time. And then they find out they weren't planning on having any more kids. And, oh, praise Jesus, the surprise. And then it just kept getting better. It went from having one to having two. So going from three to five, I mean, we, we, were, we were in that boat with our fourth, and we, we thought, oh, my, you know, wouldn't this be a challenge? But my text to him was, hold fast, you're following of him, trust him. Because here's the thing, God knows exactly where we are. He knows exactly what we're up against. He knows how great your challenge is. He knows it in advance. And, and what he's given us is, is a foundation to build on. You know, one of the things that, that he said there, he said, forgetting what is behind and straining for what is ahead. You know, one thing we want to forget is we want to forget all, the, all the, the things that were devastating for the year. What, what is the fun thing about or the wonderful thing or the relieving thing about a new year? It's just another day. It's just a turning the page of the calendar or getting a new calendar out. It's, it's really not that significant in and of itself, but we've built up this mentality of now I get to re-change things. Let me just challenge you. Do that. If there's been things that were devastating, or things that were of concern, or things that were overwhelming, things that were, you, you, you'd like to get rid of, then put them, give them to the Lord. Go before Him and say, God, I'm pursuing you. You are my number one goal, and you're enough. You know, I, I, thinking about their situation, uh, you know, it's amazing if you have multiple kids, you usually have different personalities. You know, you, that, that's exactly right. I have three daughters, three girls. You'd think I got the first one raised, and I thought, man, this, I, I, you know, she's five before, before we got, had our second daughter, and, and, and I'm thinking, man, I, you know, I got this thing. You know, she was so, and then the next one, she's entirely different. And by golly, the third one, we try to say, well, you're kind of like Kelsey in this, or you're kind of like Cassidy in this, and, 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 and then we realize she's a blend of the two or totally something other. And you know, but but here's, here's the thing about, like with, with their kids, one, one's easy, one's not so easy, and one's, oh my gosh, is that right? That kind of, kind, of, kind of fit that. But look where they are now. You know, there's a process of time. And you, you manage as parents, you get them through those stages, and you kind of you remember them with a smile. It's like, I didn't think we were ever going to get through this. And then you did. And you know, that's that forgetting what's behind. That's kind of what we do. God's created in us an ability to overcome our past or our failures or the struggles or the difficulties. And, and how many of you have ever had a time where you thought, I, don't, I can't do this? 
And then, you know, after you're through it, you look back and you can kind of smile. We were able to do this. We, we, we were, we could. And, and let me tell you the difference in how many people struggle through life. They struggle through life in and on their own strength. Well, what if we begin, and this is what is so valuable about the teaching of the Word, what if we manage to learn to, to put our strength, our hope, our, our abilities in the Lord? Let's look at chapter 4, verse, verse 4. He says, rejoice in the Lord. And, I, and these are familiar verses. These ought to be ones that you have as, as a foundation for your life. But he says, rejoice in the Lord always. And I'll say it again, rejoice. <laughs> so, so in making your goals and setting your goals and in, in, in living your life in 2022, make, it, make a choice. I'm going to live thankful. I'm going to rejoice. That's what being rejoice or rejoicing is. I'm going to be thankful. And what are we thankful in? God, you are, you have given me the ability to overcome. You're, you're enough. And man, I tell you what, in, the, in moments, we're going to rejoice. Sometimes we're rejoicing because we're past that. Sometimes we're rejoicing because we're having expectations. I'm going to tell you what, in about, in about five years, Jay's going to be walking around going, yeah, I got five kids. We had five car seats at one time. <laughs> Snapping his suspenders. He's going to give him some suspenders just so he can snap them. Yeah. Full art. I, I, but but I, I remember, you know, I remember, I remember having the second kid and just thinking, just thinking, God, I, I don't know how I can do this. How do I have more love? I, how, how do I have more time? And then the third one, and then the fourth one. And finally, I said, I said Sue, we, we got to quit. I don't have any more time. I don't have any more. I don't know how to do more. But you know what? If we would have had the next one, we would have said, bring it on. Same God who taught me how to get this far will do that. Same God who brought me through 2020 will bring me through 21. Now bring me through 22 with an expectation. See, we want to we we walk through these things. But it takes rejoicing. God, thank you for what you've done. Part of forgetting what's behind is rejoicing for, for how he brought us through and, and setting an expectation that says, God, I'm going to rejoice in you. I'm going to rejoice in the midst of it. I'm going to rejoice at the challenge. And see, that's what the Apostle Paul had to do was he said, regardless, if I'm getting beaten, if I'm taking, getting hauled off to prison, or if I'm shipwrecked, no matter what happens, when people make up stuff, whenever, I mean, you talk about the original fake news. It happened right there in the book of Acts. You ought to read it. It's, it's hilarious. I mean, they come up with all kinds of stuff. This guy's causing all these problems, these Christians, these people. And, and, and it's like, not even true. It's funny, but... Whatever happened, what did he say? I'm going to rejoice. And I'm going to rejoice in what? Not in my ability. He wasn't getting proud. He was saying, the Lord who carried me through is able to carry me through this as well. He says, let your, let your verse 5, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. So in other words, putting point, the pointing back to God, he says, don't be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. So he says, go to God with your request. Go to God with your need. He says, don't be anxious. Don't let anxiety rule. That's difficult sometimes. That's difficult sometimes when you're in the midst of it, isn't it? But he says, don't let anxious, anxiety rule. Don't let fear rule. 
Don't worry. I know people, they will absolutely fight you to be a worrier. I mean, there's like, I hear them say, my mama was a worrier, my grandma was a worrier, we're just worriers. Now, if that's you, I, I'm not thinking anybody in particular, maybe somebody who's watching, but you just say, I just can't not do it. Oh, there's a verse in here, verse 13, it says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. We'll get to that in a minute, but I just want to kind of reiterate that right now, just bring that out right now, because you, we need to understand that when we say we can't not worry, you can by God, you can by His choice, by, by His help. He says, don't be wor worrying about, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer and thanksgiving, present it to your request to God, and the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. So he's put up a guard, he's put up a shield, he's, he's put up something to provide us the ability to overcome those things. The first thing uh, that, I, that I was talking about here today was make Christ your goal. The second one was to rejoice, live thankful, and pray continually. And the third thing was this, is that that verse, let peace rule. See, if peace, if God gave us peace to, to be as a guide, as a protector, as we, as we embark on this new year, as we face the challenges that are upcoming, we can, we can absolutely allow peace to rule in our lives. And how do we do that? We've we got to point continually back to God. We've got to continually remember what He's done, what He's accomplished. We've got to go to Him in prayer, presenting it first to Him. He said, pray continually, or he's saying, pray, bring it before God first. And then he, then he sets our, uh, tells us how to set our mind. I love this verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent and praiseworthy, Think about such things. You know, when you consider your life, when you consider the year upcoming, when you consider your circumstance and your situation, it all, we, we, he tells us how to walk in that peace. He says, set your mind here. See, I, I love this. It's a great example. Sorry, I didn't plan on using y'all, Kelsey and, and, and uh, Jay, but... You can be consumed with all the, oh my gosh, thinking. All the, holy cow, what are we going to do, thinking. Or you can settle, and this goes for every one of us. You, you can be looking at your situation, you say, how, how, how can I? You can be looking at your situation and you say, well, what if? You can, you can analyze and you can look those things, or you come back to how big your God is, just like our original song. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you, you ought to have that song booming on your radio at times. I love that song. I'm going to see a victory, for the battle belongs to the Lord. And I can take every scripture that is there, and I can set that up, and so I'm going to go, I'm going I'm to think, what, whatever is true, what's true? My God shall supply all my need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Greater is He that is in me than he that is in the world. That's 1 John 4, 4. That's Philippians 4, 19. That's just two of them. 
The Lord's are ordering my steps. If I follow Psalms 37, 23, and 4, the footsteps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. Lord, you're ordering my That's true. You're ordering my steps, so I'm trusting you. You're, you're guiding. You're directing me. Though I fall, I'll not be utterly cast down. Why? Because you're bearing me up. You're, you're, you're helping me. When I fall, when I fail, you lift me up. You show me, but Psalms 25, verses like 13, 14, you give me the secret counsel of the Lord is with those who hear him. Oh, God, I thank you. That's truth. See, we need to take the truth of God's word. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Where does my strength lie? That's right here then, Ephesians 3.16 and, and Colossians 1, 9, and 10. The, I'm strengthened with his mighty power. In the inner, and when I get to the end of me, oh, thank God, I'm not at the end of me. I'm just getting to the good part. I'm getting to where God shows up. See, when I, when I begin to think about those things that are true, those things that are noble, those things that are right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's admirable, whatever's praiseworthy. I'm going to think about, oh God, you brought me through that kid. You brought me through that experience. You brought me through that challenge. You, you helped me there, and I thank you that you'll do it again. You'll do it again. So we got to set our mind there. And then I want to get to verses uh, 10 through 13, because I want, to, I want to wrap this up with this. I didn't even get to, well, I may get to a little bit of it, but let's verse 10. He says, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at, the, at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. He says, verse 11, I am not saying this because I am in need. Now, he's painting a picture. For I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances, knowing what it is to be both in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret to being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. See, be consistent and stable was my, was my fifth point here, my fifth thing. And he said, here's how I get that, is I can do all things through Him who gives me strength. See, when we make God, our, Jesus Christ, our, our aim, our goal, I want to be like Him, I want to receive from Him, I want to have Him leading, guiding, and directing all that I do. He says, I can do all things through Him who gives me strength. Paul, in the midst of all adversity, the cares of the church, the attack from the enemy, the hardships of all sorts, managed to keep everything aligned with the plan of God that, that God had for him. See, being consistent, you know, one of the things when we put our faith, our trust in God is regardless of what happens, we remain consistent. We remain stable. We're able to hold fast. Why? Because of the rock of the foundation of the Word of God and, and who, who God is. He's the one that helps us. You know, as I, as I wrap this up, I've got a couple of slides that there's two words that God gave me for uh, 2022. For me personally, for our ministries, well, every ministry that I'm a, a part of, and, and, and the vision. But he, he gave me two words, refine and align. And I, and I want to I put the definition up here just so that we can, we can read it. To refine means to remove impurities or unwanted elements from a substance, typically as a part of an industrial process. Now think about that. We know what that refining process would be. I remember mom had a, had a chunk of silver on her desk that her and daddy invested in a silver mine long time ago. This was way back a lot of years ago. All right. 
it didn't pan out to make a whole lot of money or anything, but it was, and I was like, I looked at that, I was like, this looks like a chunk of dirt. It hadn't gone through the refining process. There may have only been a little bit of silver in there. It had to have a process that separated out all the junk and refined it. See, that's what we need to do in our own life. We need to ask ourselves, God, what needs to be refined? And we're going to do that where the ministry is concerned. What, is, what do we need to refine? Is there a second part to that? The second part to that is improve something by making small changes in particular, make an idea, theory, or method more subtle and accurate. Now, now think about that. If we can improve something to make small changes. You see, there's been other times on, on, on a vision for a year, I, I thought I saw a big change that need to happen. I think is for 22, what we have, refining it. But ask yourself in your own life, what small changes do I need to make? See, a lot of times with the New Year's resolution, we want to make drastic changes. We're going to lose a bunch of weight, or we're going to read a bunch of books, or we're going to make this drastic change when I, when when to refine may mean make a small change. I'm going to start spending, you know, I'm going to start dedicating 15 minutes in prayer, or I'm going to set up, and the reason I set up the to my prayer deal was because I needed, there's going to be days where I could only spend 30 minutes in prayer, but there might be another day I could spend two hours. At the end of the week, it kind of balanced out. It was, it was an average. Making small changes is kind of like that. I'm going to read more. I'm going to spend more time. I'm going to, I'm going to evaluate my time. I'm going to refine some things. The other word that God gave me was align. This was in, in through much prayer. This was a, several weeks ago. But the other word was this, and it, it means to place or arrange things in a straight line. Think about that. If, if we can arrange things, I, I go to, Jay, I'm, I'm using you a lot today, brother. You go to his shop, it's a mess. <laughs> now I'm going to change this around. No, it ain't either. You go to my shop, it's a mess. Okay? But you go to, you go to Jay's shop, there is alignment. Everything has a place. Every drawer, every toolbox, and I mean, we, we worked on a car uh, of mine and, and uh, my daughter's and took it up there, and I was, I was nervous. It's like, I'm going to put something in the wrong place. Jay's going to get on me. No, I'm not really. He wouldn't have got on me, but he would have went back and straightened it out because there, everything had a place in a straight line. See, some people are like that. It's really easy for you to have things in line, and when they're not out of line, you're uh, anxious, <laughs> okay? So we, we got to balance that. But notice the rest of this. He says, put things in a correct and appropriate relative positions. Come together in agreement or alliance. See, to align things. See, we could ask ourselves in our life, what, it, what, what do I need to align? What, what could be out of balance? And see, here's the thing. When we put God as our greatest goal, pursuing Him, Here's the, the master at work is we go and say, God, what in my life needs refined and aligned? When you're setting up your goals, setting up your plan, you can have dreams and, and goals. And listen, I'm, I'm, a, I'm big on dreaming too. Man, dream big. you got God as your partner. Ephesians 3.20 says he'll do exceedingly abundantly above what we ask or think or even imagine, the, the, the uh, Amplified says. Ask, think, and imagine. Man, he, he's, he's, he's got, he ain't scared. I know it's country, but God is not, he, not, he ain't scared. We can dream big, but just understand along that process, what's most important, because we don't want to achieve the world and have it all burned up in the end. We want to achieve what God would have us to do. 
your assignment may not be a whole lot different than what it is right now, but there may be some little things that would, would make it a whole lot more pleasing, more enjoyable, a lot easier, streamlined, in place, arranged, in correct, appropriate positions, rel rel relative positions, uh, uh, coming together in agreement and alliance. You know, put it all on the table, or the altar, you could say. Throw it all up there. Say, okay, God, my hobbies. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Not my hobbies. Some of you don't have any, but some of you might be. Or, or maybe your plans, your work, your marriage, your finances. We talked about stewardship. Put it all up there. And say, God, what, what do I need to align? What do I need to refine? What needs tweaking? What needs adjusted? What small change would make a world of difference? I talk all the time. One of the things that we, we want to do, and Sue is watching. She wasn't feeling good. She stayed home. Uh, she's watching. But we are, honey, we are going to have a do some marriage, her and I together, teaching, sharing. Because I, she goes, what if I don't want to be on camera? I said, that and you don't get a choice about it. But see, here's the thing. She is a wealth of, of a resource to you. There's, other, there's others too, but, but, but you all always hear me and my side, and, and so we're going to allow her to share, you know, God, you know, what, what was it like to, you know, have four kids and be at this point or three kids and this point of no income? What, what was it like? in those years when, when we're moving our entire family again to a new house? What was it like to have to tear down, pack up, and go? How, how did you do that? That's the more important part. How did you do that? And, and allow her, you know, what did you do in prayer for your husband, for your wife, for your, I mean your kids, for yourself? See, see, there, there's all these kinds of things that we want to talk about. We, we can ask about marriage. We can ask about uh, our, uh, uh, we can ask about our finances. We can ask about our health. What about your health, God? What what do I need to do different? I made some choices this last year. I made I made decisions this last year. There were certain things that I was not accomplishing, that, or, or the things that were growing that didn't need to grow, <laughs> and I, I wanted to change that. And I said, okay, Lord, you show me how. See, here's the thing. I could just have figured out a way. But I said, God, you show me how. He, he showed me different things to do where my eating was concerned. Simple, simple. My flesh didn't like it. I taught uh, one of my morning Bible studies this, this last week at High Call. My morning Bible study was talking about fasting. Just introduce the, th the idea of the thought. What do you need to fast? You know, uh, anyway, I, I, I'm... Dakota took all my time, so I'm, I'm going to have to wrap it up. No, <laughs> no, he, he really didn't. He did good. He didn't really take much longer than I usually do, but it was great. It was Jason that did it. Now, I love it. Let's, let's go before the Lord. Let's just wrap it up there. Father, we just come before you. And Lord, I, th I thank you. What a sweet spirit in this place. What a, what a blessedness there is in the presence of the Lord. And, and Father, I thank you and I praise you that, that even though we didn't get into the vision of the church yet, we first always start with us. 
our own personal walk. We can always work on other things. Father, I pray that, that each person in here and watching would be willing to consider their life with seriousness. And Lord, if it's, if it's not all where it needs to be, I pray, Father, there'd be the conviction of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit doesn't condemn. He doesn't beat us over the head. But the Holy Spirit will tug on our heart and say, you know what, here's, here's a change. Here's something that needs to be different. I pray, Father God, that you just minister this. And Father, I thank you that, that for each one who says, Lord, I'm, I'm willing, that God, you meet them right where they're at. You meet them right where they're at right now. You meet them right where they're at as they go through this week. And I pray, Father, that they would refine and align their life so that they can fulfill the plans and the purposes that are so great for them, for the individual and for us as a church. I thank you, Father, that within the strength of that is that we can move then into places and areas and ways of ministry that we've, we've not been able to do before so that we can affect this region, so we can grow so we can transform more lives, so we can bring for your glory those that are, that are in need. Father, to, to the end of this church, to be changed, to be transformed. Father, I praise you and I thank you for that. And Lord God, if there's anybody within the sound of my voice who's not made Jesus Christ Lord of their life, maybe the beginning of a new year is a surrender to Jesus, to say yes to the Lord. And maybe watching, maybe right here. Father, I thank you that you've given us that free gift of salvation that is attained through confessing you as Lord to receiving it, and in a prayer that they can pray to say, Lord, forgive me of my sin. Thank you for sending Jesus to die on a cross to provide me salvation. I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Help me to begin a new life in you. I pray, Father God, that anybody who makes that prayer, who wants to pray that prayer, desires to grow in you, that they'll contact us so that we can help you walk through that. Praise these, pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, listen, I tell you what, we, we started off the year with extra minutes.